Welcome to Super House. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to episode 48. This is another episode with Ben Wan, our senior Batman correspondent. We're going to talk about so many things. Uh, he gets a little deep about his cancer experience, and we, of course, talk about a lot more Batman and some screenwriting stuff. And that's basically it, so let's uh, take it away. And today we have Ben Wan in with us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming along. I know this has been kind of like a hard thing to get all set up and everything, but we're finally here. And today, just a quick rundown, we're going to be going, we're going to be interviewing Ben about uh, the Green Lantern movie, Gotham Sirens, and then also screenwriting in general, because Ben is an up-and-coming screenwriter in Los Angeles. And then if Johnson ever calls in, we're going to be going over Would You Rather Part 2, which um, I put in a suggestion for that, and that should be pretty good. Uh... And, of course, uh, we're going to be moving on to the a movie section where we cover uh, whatever the guys want to talk about. We're still trying to figure that out. But also, Maddie has uh, an idea for Trailer Trash. I think it was the third in that series, so I'm um, looking forward to that. I haven't even seen the trailer that he's going to talk about, so that's going to be interesting. And then we have some Nintendo Switch news. That's The Switch has been a big deal this week because of the presentation that Nintendo had, so... Hello. We have that going on, and Johnson has just joined us, thank God. And then if Maddie ever calls in, we're going to be doing uh, uh, an album that I introduced to him. It's actually a guy that I've known from high school that is the singer and lead guitarist. They're called Biters, and the album is Electric Blood. They have a new album coming out probably this year, but Electric Blood is their latest one, and that'll probably be the last thing that we do. Anyway, getting started, uh, back to Ben. So, hey, uh, you... Have a new name. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Well, a lot of it comes down to, we look around in Hollywood, a lot of the people who are well-known, such as, like, Cary Grant, his original name was not Cary Grant, it was Artie Leach. Okay. Part of that, I, can, like, I can't really blame him. Right. But you, sometimes I just thought, like, oh, they just changed it into something that's nicer sounding. Right. These days, it's a little different. These days, you just look at, like, how the fallout was after the election, you sort of see how everybody's sending death threats to each other, everybody's hacking into everybody else's private information and everything like that the pen name idea was something that was just kind of been simmering in there for a while in terms of like well do i really want my real name as my credited name or do i just go by a different credited name not because i think it's going to be like the ultimate protection against everything but it's almost like a might as well sort of feeling so okay. for me that's kind of just a way to establish myself and you know, under something a little different under something where i get to pick what I want to be called for once, as opposed to what I was just stuck with when I was born. Was James Wan a kind of a... Uh... Maybe. I haven't actually seen a lot of James Wan's stuff. Okay. Plus, I'm not really worried about being confused for him because he's very Australian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not, so we'll see. Okay. All right. Um, and we wanted to kind of touch on the new news about right. Green Lantern. Is there anything... Well, first, is there anything you wanted to go over more about your name? No, no, no. Okay, yeah. Um, I actually haven't had a f any friends that like, like change their name in Los Angeles. It's kind of interesting really. to see this see this happen. You've had this happen before. A little bit, yeah. But yeah. I've also been like I, I've been somebody who's 
like my accounts have been hacked. My oh, I've okay. had to like block some people off Facebook on certain things. So it's it's one of those. Where I'm just like it's probably about time that I. It's for protection, in a sense. yeah, just a little bit. Okay, not just for me, but for the people I care about. So it's like might as well. Is it is it for you? Is it a kind of a way to prepare for success before it gets here in a way? Pretty much, because it's just like once your name is out there and it's all credited, it's like that's it. Right. You can't really. Be, right. Like just kidding. My actual name that I want to be credited on is something else. Okay. Most people do that after they're married, but it's not really something that I was planning on doing anytime soon. So, you don't do yeah. any legal shit with that. With what? I mean, oh, the pen name. Yeah. Not not really? Not so far, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. We'll see what time I'll run into. Okay. All right, cool. Um, well, moving on, we're going, we wanted to kind of, like, you're a big mm-hmm. Batman guy. Right. And so the DC Universe, the movies are coming in, and right. the news is coming in all the time. There was some interview I saw just two hours ago where Ben Affleck was saying, I'm tired of talking about Batman. It's coming. It's going to be great. Can't blame him, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Live by Night bombed at the theater. That sucks, but whatever. Um anyway so gotham sirens you got anything on that i don't really have much to say on that other than like i kind of don't care about harley quinn i don't really honestly i know you're just just to get my opinion out there i I don't really care about this gotham sirens movie will i see it yes because it's a dc movie but i just don't know how it can be good to be honest with you well obviously they're gonna whatever good story that they can come up with uh-huh. To me, I think it's smart because, like, a lot of think I think what DC is trying to do is just be like, okay, well, we're trying to beat Marvel at doing the female-led right, right, type right. of stuff. So we already had like Suicide Squad with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, obviously being a hit, and then that was Wonder good. Woman, yeah, and obviously Margot Robbie was the one who was championing this. It was her idea, right, right, I believe. Right. And I think I think it's smart. We get to we might get to see new Catwoman. Might get to see new Poison Ivy. I honestly would be more interested though in seeing Oracle, right? And seeing Batwoman. Okay, yeah, that would that would be interesting to me. Yeah, because like, who else is thinking about doing a Batwoman movie? Like, it's it's right. just really it's a really interesting concept to me. Yeah, where it's just like it's Batman's cousin, right? Who's a lesbian? Uh huh. Trained by her army father. She's cop she, in the comics. She's just copying him, right? She's not like under his wing like Robin. Not really. She's no. really her own deal, even right, though she, she looks is... like Batgirl kind of. Right, and just like I love the look, honestly. Yeah, just yeah. Like the red and the black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's just it's just very vivid, yeah. as opposed to just like the black and gray that Batman has. Like and she the black and purple, maybe out. even too girly. Whereas Batwoman, it does look a little bit right. more mature. Yeah, and it's just the personality wise too. Yeah, like I've, yeah. I read like the original comic arc where when Batwoman was first starting out yeah where it was like her sister was like this psychopath woman it was just really fascinating just this dynamic between like she's up against like her sister who's uh, Alice I believe her name was uh-huh. and being caught between that and then I think her dad in the recent Rebirth comics has been one of the villains so it's been I think it's a fascinating character that they haven't even touched yet lesbian character too that's well yeah, hasn't been that, really explored no not really and so if Especially these days when they want more diversity and everything like that. I'm like, you already have a character who was made from the ground up. Right, right, like right. That. You don't have to, like, make an existing character gay. Right, right, that. right, right. So, Sirens is... You're more interested in a Batwoman movie than Gotham Sirens. That's, that's what I'm Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know what they have in mind. Okay. We don't know anything about it other than the fact that it's going to be a Gotham Sirens movie. Right, and David Ayer's directing. Right, that's true. And he might be doing Suicide Squad too, or is he giving up on that? Do you know anything I about have, that? I have no idea. Uh, okay. It's likely, 
I don't know. I have a feeling he won't do Suicide Squad too because it's just like how many am I gonna do? Is probably what he's thinking. Right, right, right. He could do like the uh, kind of the wild card movies right. from now on. Let's now, you know. I can see why some people were just like, well, you know, you already had Patty Jenkins doing Wonder Woman. Can you get a female director to actually do a female led movie? Right, <laughs> you know? right, right, right. So like, I can kind of agree with that. Right, but we'll just have to see how it turns out. I have no idea. I mean, he's the only guy that's ever directed a live-action Harley Quinn. He does have that under his belt, but... If you don't count the Birds of Prey TV show. Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah. about... You know what, I think <laughs> Everybody I... forgets about that. I though. think I was in Japan when that was going on, <laughs> and I wasn't tracking this stuff as much as I am now. It's okay, I watched every episode, and I still forget it existed. It was... So was it bad? It was pretty bad? It was pretty bad. There wasn't really a Joker. Mia Sarah's version of Harley Quinn didn't really wear the costume until, like, the last episode. Everybody's favorite, though, was uh, Oracle. Okay. She was, she was well done. Okay. And Alfred, because, like, there's not been one fucked up version of Alfred. Like, every single Alfred has been good. It's been pretty good, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's the one character in the Batman mythos like, who's, like, never been, like, messed with, I think. Right, right, in my right. Opinion. Okay. All right. Um, You guys don't have anything to say about uh, Gotham Sirens? All right, moving on. <laughs> that's oh. how much they care. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it's uh, yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, Stefan. So much. Um, it, I mean, you're still kind I of like Margot Robbie, man. Yeah, yeah Margot Robbie. Am I? Is good. Uh, you know, I think. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna bounce out and uh, restart real quick. Okay, okay cool. Um, yeah, we have uh, we've have like a lot of new equipment going on, so we're still kind of testing it out, everybody. But um, the biggest news probably in the DC world is was Green Lantern this week, mm-hmm. right? Green was Lantern it this Corp. week? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it's David Goyer and Justin Rhodes. I don't even know who Justin Rhodes is, but no, as long as not. Goyer's not alone. Right. You know? That's what everybody seems to be saying, right? Yeah. To me, I think the most appealing thing is everyone's saying it's lethal weapon in space. I think... Here's the thing. and I try, I posted this on the comic book movie subreddit and maybe DCCU subreddit. I said mm-hmm. it should be bad boys in space. Instead of lethal weapon? Yeah. It's a similar type of thing, though. And I don't know. Maybe they... I like to think that they saw that and this idea took <laughs> off. Who the fuck knows? Right. But it's a, I, I like that angle. Yeah, no, I think it's appropriate about it is that, like, Hal Jordan, obviously most famous Green Lantern, but the second most famous Green Lantern is Jon Stewart. Yeah. And he's the one who everybody has grown up with if you've seen the Justice League cartoon. Right, this whole generation where he's Green Lantern. Right. So yeah. instead of doing, like... <laughs> Hi, Maddie. <laughs> that's how he makes his entrance. And so instead of doing, like, okay, we'll reboot... Hal Jordan again and have someone other than Ryan Reynolds do the role. Yeah. I think it's smarter to just go in this route and be like, okay, let's introduce Green Lantern through these characters, through this character dynamic. Right. What's Hal Jordan about outside of like this green ring? Right, and right. What's right. John Stewart about outside of the ring? And how do they work together? And, you know, which one's gonna be part of the Justice League? Or, oh, yeah. or both of them. Both. Be part of the I would like League. both. Who cares? Two Green Lanterns sounds cool. True. Who do you, who do you see as like in those roles, like who do you think? Oh, who would who would they yeah. cast? I don't think Reynolds is coming back. Like he's got no, no, no. He's now. never coming back. He's like, <clears throat> no. Here's here's the thing. I was never a huge, huge Green Lantern fan. Yeah, neither I, I, I. You know, I think it's it's the coolest thing about Green Lantern is that there's a a lot of them. I like that there's a core of them. I like yeah. that they they can do a kind of like military movie in space, right. literally, and have a lot of aliens and be kind of fun, but. Who is that guy that they keep wanting? There's some, not Nathan Fillion, but there's somebody else. Um, and for John Stewart, 
people kept talking about Idris Elba, but I wonder if he's too old at this point, to be honest with he's you. He's also really busy. Yeah, he's... Dark Tower. He's all over the place, right. yeah. So, to be honest with you, I wish I had an answer. Yeah. No, it's... Who would you cast? For me, I think... For Helm Jordan, I think... a lot. I mean, a lot of people were saying Chris Pine, but obviously that's not going to happen because he's Steve Trevor. That's true. Right now. That's true, yeah. So, yeah. I think um, what you would what you could end up doing is get someone who's slightly established like a Chris Pine right and then pair him up with sort of more unknown lesser known yeah African-American yeah. actor yeah so it could be like there's a guy in like the new 24 legacy show like uh-huh. someone like that like came from nowhere is now the lead of 24. yeah why not just make like, like <laughs> you know, you, know it, it, you don't have to have like two big names John Boyega I mean how yeah. busy is he going to be though you know? have somebody like John Boyega in John Stewart role who is going to hit it big like that and have someone right. who's a little bit more of a veteran as Hal Jordan right and that and then people will go to see it for the dynamic because they want to see how that plays out I'd go with that you kind of have to I mean I know that people are talking about well how much can DC copy Marvel but the thing is what Marvel has an advantage of is that people go to see the characters man right right they don't really like otherwise if they went to see the villains they wouldn't be making that any money be no. Net, there would be Netflix mo- series and that'd be it that'd be right. all they're seeing but because they're just like, oh, I want to see <clears throat> Tony Stark duke it out with Steve Rogers. I want to see right. what's going what's gonna to happen with them. I think you have to sell it off of, okay, here are these really two really cool characters. Here's kind of DC's answers to Guardians of the Galaxy because they're kind of also intergalactic and everything. Right. And let's play around with that. Right. And like one addition that I would like to see, I don't know if they'll put it in, Alan Scott. I want to. I, that's a. That's a. The forgive original, my. The original oh. Green Lantern. Oh, the guy with the different costume. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah, to yeah. me, like that was the first Green Lantern. You kind of have to give that guy props. That would be cool. You know? Yeah, definitely. Just like in the Flash, like every nowadays, like all I care about on the Flash yeah. is when John Wesley Ship shows up as Jay Garrick. Right. Because just part of me just loves the Golden Age, and just seeing just the originals. Like, I I heard that and this is gonna maybe even segment over into the uh, writing segment we're gonna talk about, sure. but. <clears throat> they originally thought of the Green Lantern as a. They were trying to make a scientific version of Aladdin and the genie. Yeah, I've heard in- like instead that. of a lamp, it's a ring. Mm-hmm. Instead of a genie, it's the powers that come from the ring. And it's yeah, like instead of a fantasy framework, it's a scientific framework. But it's essentially mm-hmm. the same thing. Right. I mean, uh, with Alan Scott, it was a bit more of a fantasy framework, and then they made it more Aliens-like when okay. they rebooted it with Hal Jordan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be cool. The original draft, the one that like Berlanti worked on uh-huh. before it got bastardized in the yeah. Ryan Reynolds movie, had Alan Scott in it. Oh, shit, really? So, yeah. And everyone was like, oh, man, that would have been awesome. And nope, he wasn't in the movie. So, yeah. We'll see, maybe they could do that again. Green Lantern's so tough to me because people always talk about how Superman's overpowered, but to me, Green Lantern seems overpowered. Like, you can make a whole cage around your enemy by, by, with right. your thought. Superman still has to go to you and punch you, or at least use a laser beam or something. It's true. I mean, Duncan Jones actually, uh, did you see this? He had an interesting tweet about this. <clears throat> no. He says, you don't make it about the ring and the powers. You make it about the guy who has the ring and his imagination is limited. Yeah, that's, okay, yeah, that's true. he has to expand his mind in order to use that thing. In order, and I'm just like, okay, as long as you root it in the character yeah. and not just like, oh, look at this glowy thing. Like, it's, yeah. That's how you have to do it. So it's a guy that doesn't have much imagination, essentially. Could be. And, like, who can blame him? Because, like, he doesn't really think 
he's not really required to in his job as opposed to like Kyle Rayner is another Greenlander. See, he's that that's a cool character arc. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he has yeah, to yeah. learn how to think outside of the box. He's a guy, I mean, he's a soldier. Them being military, yeah. that makes it interesting yeah, so for sure. Yeah, he's used to following the orders, used to following the, I was thinking, well, you know, what if it's all about him trying to think outside the box? Right, right, right. Now, obviously this is going to be a little different because it's both about him and Jon Stewart, so maybe you give that arc to Jon Stewart and maybe Hal's more of the loose cannon. The, the, I don't know. Is another thing I, the th I thought of when I first heard this news, right. which I think is awesome news, of course. But you got a white dude and a black dude. Are they going to hit on race? You think? Because Green Lantern right. did hit on race. They have that whole. There's that famous panel, maybe the f most famous panel, where it's mm -hmm. like you've saved the the purple people and the yellow people. But what about the black people here or yeah. something? Right? They so should. yeah. I mean, this is going to be something that. I mean, if if like okay, so if Nolan set the tone where DC is going to be deeper, we're going to be hitting deeper mm -hmm. stuff. We're going to be talking about bigger themes gods and men right. living on the same planet not superheroes but gods mm -hmm. you know batman is a man amongst gods you know right. things like that mythology mm -hmm. uh are they going to go into maybe not as deep as gods and mythology but rate like racist topics you think i i was that's one of the things i thought of when i heard I this mean, news i think they should i mean that's what i think that was even covered when john stewart first came in was it yeah i think so uh i always wanted to do a buddy and I were and I were brainstorming it, but we never did it. Darwin Cook did Cook did the New Frontier. Okay. The Justice League set in the nineteen fifties and everything. Hal Jordan becomes Green Lantern in that. Okay. If you do a sequel that's set in the sixties, perfect time to bring in John Stewart right when MLK is going on. That'd right? be cool. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. So we never ended up doing it, but and Darwin Cook has passed away, but Okay. That would be a cool idea. Obviously, I don't think they're gonna be setting this movie in the sixties, but it's, No, it's gonna be along the same time. No, it's gonna be yeah, definitely. So to me, I think it's it'd be smart. We're probably gonna hear casting news at this Comic Con, I would assume. I would think so, yeah. And then people will just be like, you know, you're gonna see all the Photoshop manipulations of them with like the green mask. Right, <laughs> then, like, right, right, right. In with the Justice League. Right. In the lineup, so it'd be cool. <laughs> did you, did you like this news? Are you any kind of, uh, I mean, optimistic about this? I'm cool with it. To me, I'm just like Goyer again. <laughs> yeah, that's the big. You that's know? the big problem, isn't it? it it's kind of yeah. like. You know, Man of yes. Steel, Batman vs. Superman, I almost felt like afterwards, like, I, I realized Justice League, they already had the ball rolling, but it's yeah. almost like, okay, let's kind of, if, we're, if you're going to, like, redo stuff, like, start with the slates clean. Like, actually, For me, like, have new blood in there. Pe people that know me know this about me, but I I liked Man of Steel. I will still... I know. I will still defend it. <laughs> Batman vs. Superman is a piece of shit. <laughs> and I haven't actually seen his Blade movie, but... I, I totally understand, and there's a lot of bad dialogue in Man of Steel 2. There's some bad things about it, but I, I liked it. Uh, but, uh, like, there's that fucking line, Dick Splash. What the fuck was that all about? Anyway. Apparently that's a line that David Goyer heard a lot when he was growing up yeah, or something. Nobody ever has <laughs> so said that in their in. lives. Right. There's so many kids, things that he could, that that kid could have said, but didn't, didn't do it. But, oh, well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that Goyer probably needs to be reined in the whole like when you look at these comments on reddit they're all mm -hmm. they always kind of say that similar thing goyer's a good big idea guy right. but give him like the minutia he can't handle it do you think that that's probably I true that. i could see that i mean we to be fair we don't know how much was just him in terms of ideas right, right how right. much was like 
studio interference or producer right. saying like I you have to have this thing in there you have to right. have the word dick splash in the script or else, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah yeah like, yeah we we don't know because like the life yeah. of the screenwriter is so just like up and down and dependent on like people's notes and everything and sometimes oh like, yeah man the end product is not what you intended right you know, in the first place so it's who knows but to me it's kind of like well okay it's him again we'll see what happens um, I know that he's more used to, you know, the groundedness of stuff. Begins, right. Man of Steel, both of those were like, let's, you know, how would they be like in the real world? And now we're going to do Space Cops? Yeah. The same guy who had that stuff. So either he's going to have a change of tone in that, or I don't know. It's gonna, we'll have to see. Well, them saying it's Lethal Weapon in Space, that says a lot, right? Because it's going to be... Yeah. Also, Lethal Weapon Space has black lead and a white lead. And it's going to be action and comedy. Mm-hmm. Comedy is a big thing, especially in the later ones, right? I think there was probably more action right. in the first ones, but yeah, I don't remember the first one being that funny. Yeah, right. It's a lot more action, but right. definitely Lethal Weapon Four had a lot oh, yeah. of comedy. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to draw as far as that's concerned, but there is like this, there's this tonal shift happening happening at Warner Brothers, oh, right? Definitely. Yeah, you can just tell from the Justice League trailer, yeah. from just all the comments that are coming in, like, yeah. Just, like, all right, we're just gonna lighten it up, and I'm to me, I'm it's just to me, it's less about the tone, it's <coughs> right, less about right, right, like dark or light or anything like that. I'm just like, just make me care. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, like if you have Nolan had three dark movies that everybody loves. People don't like the third one as much, but people right. still like it more than you know, yeah. Man of Steel and everything yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. They made recently. Make me care about John Stewart and Hal Jordan <clears throat> do the buddy cop dynamic in a unique way in space. Right. And everything. Make these two guys like. You want to see more of them, right? 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 That's all we really need, right? I don't need a whole bunch of like philosophy stuff on like whether Superman is needed. If I don't <laughs> yeah. give a shit about yeah. Superman yeah. in your movie, like that's, that's it. That's should maybe problem. that stuff should be under the surface, but you don't need right. to talk about it. You don't need to address it. You know what I mean? What also treats him, if we're going to talk about Batman versus Superman, it also treats him more as a mythic figure than like actual yeah. like somebody who I'm tied to emotionally. Superman in the movie, yeah. Because just yeah. like, do we need him and stuff like that? I'm just like. Can we get on to like what he's going that, through? That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Look, do we need him? He's here. Are you gonna take him away? No. Right. So it's just like, why is this a debate? Like, I get it. We would have it in the real world, but there's a reason why there's not a lot of this stuff in the comics or the previous movies. It's yeah. Like, what are they gonna do? Yeah. Take Superman off the planet? How? They need to make it at least. They don't even make make it like not as dark like they're always talking right. about. Just make it. You can make it dark and fun like right. Mad Max, right? I mean, there was that George Miller rumor. I like that rumor. I like that. Where George Miller was going to do Man of Steel 2. Yeah. That would have been, been cool. excellent. And I think there's mm. there's something cool about... Matty doesn't Someone like Someone doesn't agree. To um, me, I, I, I would just take more Mad Max films. You don't want to do I, Man I of Steel that. at all? Uh, I, you know, I could handle a couple more Mad Max films uh, over comic book movies at this point. So, uh, <laughs> I mean... I kind of agree. I do, I do think I do think that George Miller is one of those guys where just like you kind of want to leave him to do what he does best. Sort of. Yeah, that's, if that's he has true, a vision for cool. this, it, yeah. Go on. If he has a vision for this new like Tom Hardy and Mad Max, I want to see it through. So if that's three films, four films, two, mm-hmm. just let him get him, let him get those done, and then if he needs to do a comic book movie, that's fine. Just just, I love Fury Road so much, and I want to see where that world goes and what else is there. I mean, I feel like he's mainly rumored. He was rumored for Man of Steel too because of the fact that he was attached to Justice League first. That's like, right. At yeah. least there's yeah. there's some interest there, even if he's not ever going to fall through follow through with it. To be honest with you, I, this is kind of a weird judgment on my part, but right. I feel like 
just the fact of how old he is, I feel like an old dude handling Superman is somewhat better in some way. I don't know. I think that <laughs> there's some sort of like the older dudes like that grew up mainly with Superman, right. not Batman as much. People older than my dad, mm-hmm. Superman was their shit. Well, I mean, there's the been golden sh- age, golden right. age, you know, that whole thing. There's a shift, isn't there? Yeah. Like today, people are just like, I don't give a fuck about Superman. He's too powerful. Right, right, there's right. There's almost this resentment. Yeah, his, existence. his voice got like it's a bad thing. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is going to tie up into storytelling, but I think what's missing with Superman is just like, why do we care about Superman? Like, why do we, why do we like him? Sort of thing. Like to me, back in that era where Superman was created, like he was not the only guy. He, I don't think he was the only guy with super strength. He was the only guy who could fly. But well, the twist was, he was a guy. Who had a nine to five job, had right, classes, right, right, right. had a crush on a girl who barely noticed him, had a boss and everything like that. He had stuff that was relatable. Right. Because before that, right. it was dudes with super strength, but all the girls loved him and all that shit. No secret identity. It was basically just like Hercules. Yeah, it's yeah. It's cool, yeah. but like eventually it's just like, okay, this guy can just do anything, so what? Right. He was a guy who was vulnerable, and it was it was that feeling of like, if only people knew who I really was, or what, right. how strong I was, or what I could do, and the regular guy could relate to that so much more than just flying. And arguably, I'd say people relate to Clark Kent more than they can to Bruce Wayne, because Bruce oh, Wayne yeah, for sure, is yeah. loaded with money. He doesn't right. really have to work a day in his life. He can spend all day in the Batcave. And not as far as human persona goes, definitely right. Because yeah. like Clark Kent still got to make the rent. Right, right, right. Even though you're Superman, right? Right, right. So, he's trying to do it like in a normal way. <laughs> he's trying to be a normal guy. And yeah. He, and yeah, he grew up with all these powers and stuff, but he can't change that. Yeah. You know, so like he's his objective is just try to fit in and try to be normal. And in, in the end, isn't that kind of what a lot of us want? Is oh, this guy to just the, live? The big arc, too, if you want to ground... We're going on this tangent, I guess, but if you want to, right. if you want to ground Superman and not Clark Kent, ground the actual superhero part, Superman, they always say it's too powerful, right? Sure. Uh, understandable argument. But you have... He's not all-powerful, right? Right. They, there's there's even that, that run... Uh, what's it called? Rebirth, maybe? Anyway, there's this, there's this scene in the comics where he's he goes to Africa, and he's trying to... Birthright. Uh, birthright. Birthright. Right. He's birthright. trying to save one African village, and he does. Mm-hmm. But while that's going on, another African village has a civil war or something like that. A lot of people die. So mm-hmm. it's And it's like just across the the, the way. Or, it's not very far away. Mm-hmm. But even he couldn't stop that. Right. On top of that, there's what they fucked up with Man of Steel royally, in my opinion. Forget the next snap. This is one of the be- worst things about it. He, The way Pa Kent usually dies is... Ugh. Well, he dies in a lot of different ways, right? But the way that it does in the comics, which is really great, is... He he can't save Pa Kent because Pa Kent has a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And there's that whole thing, people always say this pretty cool quote, where he says, faster than the speeding bullet, but not faster than the heart attack. Jeez. Yeah, right? it's true. He, so he, it's, you make Superman feel powerless, even though he's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And you can relate to that, even though he is Superman. Right. In can, some way. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, us as human beings, you can be on top of the world of your career. Right. right. Like that. You can feel like everything's going great and suddenly something else happens car accident yeah 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 disease or whatever and something just like throws you off and you're just like oh shit. right 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 and that can happen to superman too doesn't even matter if he's can fly or if he can be super speed or whatever like he's vulnerable and i don't think yeah. people see the vulnerability they just think oh he's oh, his only weakness is a green rock no his weakness is his heart people. man 
It's, yeah. the, it's yeah. the heart, bro. It's his heart. He's, it's it's the his, heart, bro. He's the love for his parents, Lois Lane, you know, his love for humanity. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff. He has a lot of weaknesses. It's not just the kryptonite. These are the things that make him so human. He's like, he's like the adopted Earth son, right. you know? Right, right. He's not only alien. Exactly. I guess that's what you're getting. And at. then you also have the immigrant story on top of that, right? The, the immigrant story, the the and and not yeah. the Jesus parallels, but the Moses parallels, because he was created by two Jewish right. kids from Ohio. So th- basically what we're saying, DC, is there's a fucking great movie there and you're fucking it up. Yes, there's so much to work with. Just get you some have, storytellers. You have so fucking much here right. and you're you know, why is David show, Boyer show Superman smile, you know. Again, right. I like Man of Steel, but fucking show him smile That's and make him a little bit like like Captain America from Marvel. Like he's yeah. he's not cool, but he's still cool. I mean, that's why so many people like this Tyler Hecklin version of Superman on Supergirl. Because oh, dude, he's fucking version, great, isn't he? That was popular, and there was popular yeah. for a reason because he was likable. Yeah, right. And he wasn't just an imitation. Henry Cavill is the creepiest <laughs> of, the, of all this. He could be good, he's man. He's he's just he just needs he needs a direction, man. He's, he's a direction. at least not spying on Lois Lane's bedroom like Brandon Routh was. So we yeah, 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 yeah. He should be a villain. Brandon Routh was also <laughs> good. Was... They're just victims of the movie they're in. They're victims anyway. of the writing. Yeah, you know? and they're just like, you know, with the Batman's, you can have all sorts of different interpretations, but I think there's not really an actor associated with Batman as much as Christopher Reeve. And you're always going to have the ghost of Christopher Reeve on top of Superman. That's the thing that really was an eye-opening experience to me because I have seen Christopher Reeve's Superman. Right. But I grew up mainly with Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, I right? know. That was, that was my main shit. Mm-hmm. So when I got into Man of Steel like I did, I, I started going to all these forums, mainly Reddit, and trying to see what Superman fandom is all about. Mm-hmm. And that the Reeve Superman really, really is powerful with a lot of people right. is what it feels like. And so I can I can see that how like a Henry Cavill Superman really fucks a lot of people up. But for me, I was kind of going in like it's darker and grittier. This is awesome. Right. You know? So I mean to me I, I kinda see both ways, dude. I really I see both ways. As I said, you can make it darker and grittier. All I ask is that you make me care about Superman and I just didn't right. feel like Henry Cavill's version has made me care about him. Right, 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 right. That's all. It's, yeah, it's perfectly Sorry, fair. Yeah. Zack Snyder secretly hates Superman. It's possible. That's what people say. It's possible. I don't think it's a secret anymore. <laughs> just watch his movies. He took the first chance he could to kill him off, and he just thought, oh, oops, Superman's dead now. They they rushed through that too, man. That just, yeah. Yeah. Doomed they shouldn't it. have worried so much about competing with with marvel in terms of like getting that team set you know i mean i mean i guess they don't want to copy their exact formula either they're trying to not they, they were trying to not cap copy it in tone they were trying to make it darker and more adult but right. now they're kind of heading towards a full-on <laughs> copy of marvel yeah. because nothing else is working essentially yeah yeah which it's unfortunate kind of we'll the thing is i'd like for them to succeed in yeah, that's true. I'd like is for them to succeed that, in that tone. Go ahead. Is it possible that the the character, the DC characters, just don't like come off as relevant? I think by comparison to Marvel now, Marvel seems so futuristic and so like easy to easily accessible. Where you know you have a man dressed as a bat and like, um, you know, like a female goddess. I mean, I guess they're not so different. It just seems like maybe some of those ideas where they're where they're the foundations are kind of old-fashioned maybe 
Maybe. I mean, I'd say these versions of the DC characters don't seem as relevant. You yeah, think so? I think so. Batman can re- be relevant all the time, I feel like. It's right. the rest of them that have a problem. Well, I mean, yeah. Wonder Woman, you still have... <coughs> when was the last time we had a female-led superhero movie? You know? Never. I mean, Marvel's, Marvel's kind of fucked up And why is it that in all the, the years Huntsman. we've had like two dozen like Batman Superman movies but not one Wonder Woman movie until now? People keep thinking yeah. it's not relevant, but then watch what watch the blockbuster I mean, I numbers know part, when this movie comes I out. I know part of it is because you can name Superman's origin, you can name Batman's origin. What's Wonder Woman's origin? She was made of clay. So yeah. I get part of it, but like still, like she's the most iconic female superhero. There's ever. also a big shift with Wonder Woman. It's just that kind that of leans so heavily into fantasy with the clay and the uh, goddesses and gods, the the Greek god right. mythology, Greek mythology, whereas Batman is essentially crime noir with a little bit of sci-fi thrown in right. and superman is straight up sci-fi essentially mm-hmm. it's an alien story right. so they're they're three really different things but and all kind of mashed together it's it's weird yeah. right it's how do you mash all this together but they do it yeah somehow yeah but i mean to me i think the trick is you can make them relevant i just don't think the current what we've seen so far shows the relevance they haven't done it yet that's my opinion what about cyborg's armor people were go ahead on this ben about Cyborg's armor? Yeah. I mean, in the still, I'm an old yeah, school Justice League guy, so like seeing Cyborg as part of the Justice League just makes me be like, where's Martian Manhunter? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm like. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. What, what was the stuff on Cyborg's armor that was, he was too small? Is that what it was? Uh, or what it was? It's just, too, it's just too reliant on, like, even the Flash has that, like, kind of real techie looking costume and stuff, but it's yeah, still very, like, like physical, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, Cyborg's just so far he looks so like chromed out and so like like of all the of of all the lengths they've gone to like make batman exciting again and even make superman look cool on screen like they've it seems like they just slapped that on so far the, it does seem the like, armor yeah it does seem like the trinity they like let's stick to the iconic right look, and then everything right. else they're just yeah. like man let's just do what we want <laughs> so like that's, yeah. i mean that's aquaman, aquaman is like, like he's a got, He's he's got the badass look, but that was from the '90s. But he's still got that trident too, you know, like that that identifiable kind of like symbol that goes along with this character. I don't know. I'm just saying, in terms of the production value, it seems like they skimped a little bit on Cyborg's look. Because it would have been cool to see, like, I mean, I've only seen a little bit of the trailer and then a couple promo pics, so we'll see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just yeah, just jump into conclusions over here, so. I don't have much of an opinion on him because I only know him from, I mean, mainly Injustice and, yeah, mainly the, the game, dude. I don't know much about Cyborg, to be honest Is with you. Is it because he happens to be a robot? <laughs> Damn. No, he's just a fairly new character, and <laughs> I didn't true. grow up with the Teen Titans Teen cartoon. Right. You know, that whole deal. So, yeah, that's basically it. It's just, I don't know. It's just a lot of CG. It's Green quite team. a lot, that's whereas everybody they, else has a costume. Come on, like, let's not do the CG costume. Yeah, that's and my, I wonder how much he'll be in there, because he's got to be by far the most expensive character. Just right. because of all yeah, the, the CG. So Should have grimed him up. He's that same... I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> fucking, right. fucking, come on, Warner Brothers. Do you, feel like, do you feel like this is a question, this is kind of an overarching big question right. about DC versus Marvel movies. Does it feel like DC and WB are trying to catch up so much that it makes them seem weak to audiences, the casual moviegoer? Well, I mean, if you look online, 
that's that seems to be the general sentiment from people just looking at this. You know, just trying to copy Marvel's game. Well, I mean, I how would many say, people yeah, I would say the casual that? audience is more forgiving. They're a little more forgiving, but like, how often do you hear people say, "Oh man, I really want to see the new Superman." Yeah, I, I really mean, want never. to see Justice League. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, right. As opposed to like, you know, you hear people cheering for this. Yeah, in the Galaxy upside two down two. world. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre world. Right. So, like, to me, it's 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 like, well, from what I've seen, yeah, they make money, but I don't know who actually likes them so far. Yeah. Nobody really gives a shit. That's yeah. the problem. I think this is maybe just speculation on my part, but I wonder if they've gotten so sidetracked with making it badass that they've kind of, they've forgotten this should be a little nerdy. You try, like Marvel leans into the nerd aspect at least a little bit, whereas they're trying to be so cool and badass that they just forgotten their way. Like, this is a comic movie. This, have you seen Pacific Rim? That's nerdy as fuck. And people love the shit out of that movie. Yeah. But you're uh, missing it somehow. Totally. Pacific Rim is getting a sequel. Everybody said for... Maddie, yeah. All right. But, um, Wait, Maddie you know... didn't like Pacific Rim? I just thought it was not. I wanted more monsters. <laughs> Maddie could, yeah, all right. Yeah. I, like, I don't like, my uh, biggest beef with that movie is the main actor. And I like him in Sons of Anarchy. I just, mm. he's not a good lead. I'd much rather order to watch the yeah. girl near Giselba go through that or any other team. So fair, um, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's visually cool. Like, I love Del Toro's stuff. I'll watch anything he puts his name on. I just finished Troll But Hunters, I fucking and I'm hate huge, Pacific like... Rim. <laughs> no fucking. <laughs> uh, I will watch Troll Hunters over again before, like, but I've rewatched like Pacific I mean, Rim like three or four times, and it's just all the time. I'm just like, I don't know. It just doesn't get like Charlie Day's character. I love. It's just like the main dude I'm following. I just like Charlie Day should have been the main guy. That's, I can't, that's, I can't that's fair. That's fair. Um, but like I said, it's all visually great. Like I love Del Toro stuff. Even if I don't like the movie, I'm still like, still visually stunning. And at least he has like, at least he's like making cool like original ideas. And they're and Hollywood is letting him do it. You know, right, right. Because they can easily the go, we'll never let fly. you make a movie again. <laughs> I mean, it, it just seems like Del Toro just he he loves what he's making. And I just wonder. I mean, I guess you know Zack Snyder seems to like what he's. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he loves what he's whoa, making. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just compare Snyder and Del Toro? Well, they're they're both directors. Yeah. I'm just and they're both making quote unquote house. nerd nerdy films. <laughs> Try it. It's the last episode of Superhouse. Yeah, everybody. so we're ending. We're, we're ending every week. His <laughs> hand is broken. <laughs> it's but this, this, so am I making any sense at all? It's like you're, they're what I was yeah. just getting I think, back to I that. Think, that. What they've yeah, sacrificed that they don't realize that they've sacrificed it, obviously is character and storytelling by by rushing things in um but i think a lot of things have to do with timing as well right you know like yeah i mean they can sit there and tell each individual story and like it'll be the same criticism that like doctor strange got recently where they just keep selling that like batman begins style origin um so it's just it's really yeah, going to take yeah. it's going to take a combination of elements for the DC. They're not going anywhere, you know, but it'll take a combination of elements for people to really be like, "Holy shit, like next summer let's go watch the next fucking Justice like, League." Or, I feel like no one's talking anymore about Doctor Strange. I actually forgot like I saw it and I forgot <laughs> it came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is it it's like it's a great movie, but it's like, like yeah. 
You've seen it. it. Just, You've seen every beat of that movie and every other one yeah. of these movies, which is and unfortunate because it's, like, it's 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 not bad. And and like the I, I don't know like I, I we talked about it and everyone knows that I was just like eh about it. I was like it's fun. Yeah. I had fun, but I didn't think if it was you saw like, that oh, movie outside of a, a slew ago. of really great Marvel movies outside of the current climate, and that came out on its own. People would have lost their fucking minds. It would have been a new Indiana Jones type of situation, I feel like. But it just, yes, it's it's the current climate it's in. It's. I feel like in a few years, when you're when we're kind of removed from the Marvel boom happening, I think that people will look back and that movie will be looked upon really well. But I can understand Maddie and Stefan where it's kind of a formula that's going on and on and on. I mean, I'm excited to see him in <clears throat> Ragnarok. I mean, just I think need that'll be fun. a good fucking combination of things. <laughs> Stephanie, you're making no sense, man. I, I just got to be honest with you right now. <laughs> what do you mean? No, they, they needed like it. Just needs like the good, like perfect timing. Like they just need a good combination of certain elements: writing, acting. You know, like a good. You know, it's like because because all these big companies they go so deliberately into these projects with like this big grand design, and they always just like they're missing a few things. You know, I think fit from fresh eyes <laughs> well Mar no, marvel's well, had mean... a, kind of a problem because they have to introduce a new character but do you just introduce a character cold or do you like really introduce him with his origin yeah. it's always this one, toss up the one oh, thing yeah. that makes the longevity of these films work is is also the um what do you call it the uh the like crossover of characters right like that the most exciting thing about the justice league movies or batman versus superman is just the crossover seeing them all on screen together the trinity yeah. finally on screen there's the pull front what are you what are you hoping it's... for for what do you want to see from this green lantern movie going back ben the, uh, in terms of what a goyer what let's say so they pitched a lethal weapon movie in space right. what are you're talking like what specific? What's some cool scenes or something, or from the comics or whatever? I know you said you're not a big Green Lantern fan, but right. Oh, uh, our camera's dying, but um, you know what? Yeah, a little break. Sorry, guys. Cool. It's Can flashing I say I red. Don't care about a Green Lantern movie. All right, real quick. I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna edit around this. All right, thanks for watching episode 48 of Superhouse Podcast. We will check you later. Thanks, Ben. All right, that was <laughs> that was for video. All right, <laughs> okay, you can turn the camera off. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. We're we're just figuring this out. Okay. Ben is checking his phone real quick. Yeah, that's fine. This is really a loose thing. This is not the most, you know, yeah. The main thing is the audio, actually. So, listen, everyone, we have our shit together consistently. <laughs> all right so uh so cool let's just start over start, again. Let's start everybody back to back to the question we'll, we'll 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 circle back okay all right so what what are some cool scenes you'd like to see ben going back to the original topic here of from a green lantern movie they pitched it as lethal weapon in space right. we're gonna have two leads mel gibson danny glover that's what i need 
in space. Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I just want lethal Let's weapon just... in space. I want literally, Kitty Farrow literally and lethal weapon in space. I am too old for the spaceship. Lethal weapon five is Green Lantern. <laughs> Riggs. Riggs. Dude, that would Riggs. actually be incredible. Chris Rock shows up in a spaceship. <laughs> Joe Pesci. He's Guy Gardner. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch Jack, this movie. That would Jack I would watch Jack the shit out of this movie. Marlon Wayans. Uh, I mean, I don't really have any like specific scenes or like specific villains or anything like that. To me, I just ask for the character interplay to engage people. Just like you know, everybody fell in love with the Guardians and Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to see right people be like, oh, Green Lantern is actually cool. I want to see people care enough to want to see Green Lantern in a, not just another movie, but another Justice League movie. Okay. I want to be able to see, I, I guess, what exactly makes Hal Jordan and John Stewart, what makes them the best Green Lanterns, considering that there's a shit ton of Green Lanterns. Why are we following these two? Just because that they're human, that they're Earthlings? Like, let's right. see what makes them special. Right. And when you nail that down, then I think people are going to actually like Green Lantern again and just consider, you know, the previous one the same type of thing as a Batman and Robin was. Where right, it's just right, like, right. Okay, that was like the bad start, but this was like the good start. Sort of thing, uh, and you gotta have Sinestro in there. Okay, so, all right. Then verse so those two versus Sinestro. Maybe versus Sinestro. Maybe you save Sinestro for another time. I know in the original version we never got to see Sinestro be a villain. Right, right. That's right. Yeah, so, he was just kind of like a. He was the guy who trained him. But yeah. they were just like, let's save it for the sequel. That never happened. So they might introduce all the rings too, huh? All those different rings. You could do the different color rings. Yeah, yeah you could do. I mean. You know, the Black Lanterns. That could be interesting. There's some great cool. characters in that right. universe. So, I mean, there's this a whole bunch of stuff you could end up doing. So, yeah. I, I, I will have to see what they do. Right. Cool. All right, cool. So, we're going to move on to our last segment with uh, Ben, which uh, we kind of just wanted to talk about screenwriting in general and what makes stories right. important. So, why did you become a screenwriter? Is that how we want to start this? <laughs> I guess we could go into that. Yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, I always was watching like film and television and everything like that to the point where I was like absorbing all the different characters. So we already talked about like all the Batman and the comic book stuff, but I right. look for like other things too. Where <laughs> really yeah, just like yes, I <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> but that's stupid. Yeah, like why would I? Why would I do that? But like I, t- I tell people, when I was like six years old, like I wanted to play the violin. Uh-huh. My mom was like, no. And there's a reason why. You would think Asian mom, like... Piano is what she said, right? Well, I did play the piano already. I wanted (laughs) to transition into violin. Oh, okay. But I wanted to play the violin, not because I really liked playing, like the idea of playing the violin, or because I love the sound of the violin. I wanted to play the violin, because I'm just like, I want to be Sherlock Holmes. I'm six years old, I'm just like, I want to be Sherlock Holmes. And she's like, I am not paying for lessons so you can feel like a fictional character. So let's stop there for a second. You saw Sherlock Holmes on on TV playing the violin? Basil Rathbone. In the movies, okay, got it. And he also does it in the in the in the stories. I'm not going to transition this into Sherlock Holmes story. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I was so absorbed in characters, I was like trying to be the characters when I was a kid, right? And like that was my childhood was like different toys, different comics, different movies. And eventually, it was kind of like, oh, I have my own stories, right? I just, guys, I have my own Sherlock idea, I have my own Batman idea, and then that kind of grew into what if I actually like created not like the next reboot of these things because God, like reboots basically exploded once I got into like high school and college but like creating <laughs> right. the next big character that gets into the popular culture like that that gets a lot of you wanted to create a new character I wanted to create like characters I wanted to create oh. different like stories I wanted to create different stuff so it's not just 
part of it was also you know when I got older, just like so it's not just reboot after reboot after reboot. But right. I wanted right, to actually right. like do you know give kids that type of childhood that I had, where it was like very much about different characters who can inspire you, different heroic figures, and everything like that. And that's why I think that's partially why I think stories are important. That's partially why I wanted to be a writer was just because it was so much of my life earlier and it's almost like i get to give back in a way you could have been a part of movie making and any any director or producer or right. makeup artist or whatever but you chose writing is there you just thought that was the easiest path for you well or? it's because i was thinking of stories okay. i was thinking of stories and characters i was thinking of like wouldn't it be cool if this happened or that happened i was i'm was not the kid who was like oh like look at that shot you know or just uh-huh. like i didn't give a shit if during goodfellas if like there was a long shot or anything because <laughs> i'm just like Okay, cool. Like that's yeah, uh, it's yeah. impressive, but like I, I don't really care. Right, you right, know? right. Like I care more about like what's going on with Henry on his date in that thing. Uh huh. So I'm yeah, I'm way more of a story and a character guy than anything to do with like the production or just like oh look at the special effects and things like that. So I've always I've always been like that. Even when I was a kid, I was like drawing stuff and like writing stuff in crayon. I didn't even know how to write, so it was just like a bunch of scribbles on the bottom. Okay, so you're like trying that. to write. I was trying you're... to write. I was like four. Uh-huh. Like, Give me a break, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool though. <laughs> like it was, it was Ben versus the kid waiter or something, or no, kid Ben versus the bad waiter. That was the name of it. That was my first book. If you can call it a book, it was just a bunch of construction paper and crayons. <laughs> but you had a title and shit. Yeah, I think I was telling my mom the title. I couldn't write it on there. It was just a bunch of stick figures and scribbles and everything. Okay, that's, that's what it was. So ever since I was like small, like I wanted to give story, like tell stories. And okay, and I was always reading. And the Batman love kind of yeah probably cool. connected with this or yeah what? part of that i mean i grew up with you know the tim burton batman too with like, yeah. the cartoons and everything like that so the, yeah he was again characters just all these different characters that just yeah i was surrounded with all the time okay that's interesting mm-hmm. and did you you wanted to talk a little bit about your uh experience with can- with cancer <laughs> yes this is the funny part of the section. My my, my right? segues are so good. <laughs> this is a very segue. Um, this is a great segue day to day. Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about Batman one we'll second later. About Tell me about, about lymphoma. Okay, well, I mean, you were one of the people I first told, I think. Dude, but yeah, uh, let yeah. me tell you about... So, Ben... Let's says, backtrack. <laughs> ben and I work together at a company. Uh, I'm wary about saying names, but anyway, we worked at a company in LA. He's like, let's go get dinner. It was a night... We worked night shift. Right. We go get dinner. We sat down, we're getting our burgers. Ben's like, I have cancer. I'm like, holy fuck. This is the first time. A, holy <laughs> fuck. Um, this this fucking sucks. My second thought was, this is the first time this ever happened to me. I never had a, somebody like, it's my experience. It was also like, I'm just trying to get a fucking burger, man. Why are you trying to give me all this <laughs> yeah, shit? I thought we were going to have a good, good lunch break, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ruin what this. What a fucking downer, dude. <laughs> I know. Sorry, man. Oh, man. But, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was kind. Of, it was at a point in my life. I was. It was 2012. I was yeah. like 24 or so, and like, I was, I was hustling in terms of just writing and everything yeah. like that. And and I got into the NBC Writers on the Verge program, which is one of those diversity programs in the fellowship. They there's like thousands of people apply. They only take eight. Right. And I was one of the eight, which was great. And around that time, I also had like this growth in my armpit. Oh shit. So. Like, once I got in, I'm just like, okay, like, that's the stress of, like, whether or not I'm going to get what in. Is, what does so, the growth feel like? feels like jelly beans under your skin. Really? Yeah. It feels like something's growing under there and that shouldn't be there. Fuck, dude. Yeah. And you notice that in the shower or something? 
Yeah, or just like moving around. Like originally it was in my neck. That's where it first shows up, huh? Yeah, the lymph nodes up there. That's where yeah. they are, the swollen lymph nodes. And then it was in the armpit. Oh, shit. And my dad is a doctor. Like, uh-huh. Well, he was a doctor. He's retired right now. Yeah. And he was kind of just going through it and just like, well, like, there's a possibility it's malignancy, but given your age, it's probably some sort of infection. Uh-huh. So I went to see the doctors and everything. We scheduled a biopsy around the time that I just got into the NBC program. NBC program, yeah. like, they wanted you to keep riding. So I'm just like, well, like, hopefully it's just an infection thing, and then I'll just get into antibiotics and yeah. just keep riding. And then, essentially, my dad worked at the hospital where we did the biopsy. Yeah. And they were, at least four, they were gracious enough to let him be the one to tell me when I woke up. Oh, shit. Because it's nice to kind of have a familiar face tell you the news. Yeah, yeah, it also yeah. meant my parents knew before I did. Because I was still asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The surgery when that happened, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, you have Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's a form of cancer." Now, keep in mind that that's like the most one of the most treatable forms of cancer, mm-hmm. but like it also has killed people. It is a form of cancer, and you're that's need what treatment. killed Joey Ramone, I believe, from the Ramones. Yes, he was older and did a lot of right. drugs, but yeah. I believe it was, was what Swayze too? No, I mean I know Richard Harris. Okay. Yeah, but Richard Harris was also like. 200 years old at the time. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. For me, I'm like, at 24, I'm just like, oh, shit. And, like, in the beginning, it just doesn't really hit you very well. Yeah. In the beginning, it's just like, oh, I have a cold. Yeah. Like, flu or something like that. So, what really, like, doesn't help is and it was when you end up telling people because then it's just like, it just ends up sinking in. But, like, I had to tell people, too, because it's like, yeah. you kind of have to know what's going on. Right. Right. Why are you bald? You know, right. like, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, the appearance changes and everything like that. So, what ended up happening was, because my dad works at the hospital, it's over in Orange County. I live in Los Angeles, so that's like about an hour, hour and a half right. distance and everything. I would go down there to see the oncologist cancer, and he basically did a scan on me. You do a, you do a PET scan. They inject you with radioactive sugar. You basically stay in a room, a locked room, for like an hour to let the radiation sit in. You get injected with radioactive sugar. How do you feel after that? Um... Honestly, you don't really feel that much different. It's just oh, really, really, it's just, it's kind of just a weird feeling. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, we're injecting you. The idea of being injected with it, but I don't think the thing actually like makes you feel different, you know? Uh-huh. So, but they do that so that the cancer will light up when they're in the scan. Oh, shit. Okay. So you go through the scan and they're like, okay, you have it in your neck, in your armpit, in your chest, in your stomach. You have stage four. This is the last stage. You had stage four? Yeah, I had stage four. I had it for about a year before it got found in here. That's what happens sometimes with the blood cancers. They stay in there, and then you don't know that they have it until one of the lymph nodes grow out. Uh-huh. So for me, it was like, well, what do we do? Originally, I was going to be on chemo and radiation, but it, they were just like, the radiation, we don't want to fuck around with that. We're going to do chemo, just chemo. And remind you, this is still over in Orange County. So what I ended up doing was I was working at our job for a little bit i switched to day shift because i couldn't really stand being alone at night yeah at yeah, time. yeah yeah and like it's on tuesdays and thursday nights i would be part of the nbc writing program and then yeah. like every other week i would go down on friday morning to go for my chemotherapy recover at my childhood home over the weekend and then try to come back up on sunday and try to work monday most of the time i ended up falling asleep because i was still recovering right uh i tell people like the chemo like it helps kill the cancer cells, but it doesn't have a brain of its own. It just knows to kill cells. Right. So okay, yeah. you just basically are dying. and That's why you feel things. like shit. Yeah, because it just kills everything. Uh-huh. And you have to regenerate everything. 
uh-huh. over the weekend, over the course of a few days. And yeah, you can survive it, but right, it's not, you know, it's not the most, you know, <laughs> it's not the best cure for everything. Fuck, but, I didn't know you had fucking stage four, dude. I thought you were like stage I, one I or something. Yeah, I thought I was in stage one too, but that was like at the very beginning. It was like around the time that you I were fucking you. on death's door, bro. Yeah, I was. There's a lot that you learn about yourself when you're on death's door. So yeah, yeah. Like for me, it was. You know, you you start to see because like we grow up and a lot of your ego like gets in the way. It's just like oh, like don't worry about it. Like you'll have time for this, or you'll you know that you don't have to work on this or anything like that. And then that ego slowly just like shuts the fuck up when right. you're dying. It's just like oh, well, never mind. No time. I lied to you. Right. You know, and this is how your life has been. Yeah. And if you're gonna come back from this, then it's time to make some changes. Right. So that's it's a story that I tell to a lot of people. It's a story that I think fuels a lot of my writing. I think I find myself attracted to stories of people who have gone through trauma, who have like overcome it on the other side, or are going through it and need help to go through it. I think a lot of what makes me who I am is partially due to the experience. So like I can't really picture myself without having gone through this. Right. So. Right. Just to relate it back to movies for real, real quick. Right. Fifty fifty. Right. That movie, accurate. Pretty much. I mean, it was not, <laughs> as far as what they go, very, what you go through. It's a very different cancer that he had. Uh huh. But yeah, the fact that like sometimes you can joke about it, sometimes you have breakdowns, sometimes yeah. you're, <clears throat> sometimes you can laugh with people about like the fact you're gonna go bald, and then you go home at night and you realize you have cancer and you cry on the bathroom. Right, 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 right. It's all. Very up and down. Sometimes you want to talk about it. Sometimes you don't want to talk about it. Right. And nobody's going to know when you want to talk about it or when you don't want to talk about it. So sometimes people bring it up when you don't want don't want it. And sometimes you wish somebody was bringing it up. Right. So it's it's very up and down. It's, it's strange. But yeah, I mean, I'm, of course I'm grateful for that movie to at least mm-hmm. highlight that it's not just like, oh, you have cancer cut to the guy in like the wheelchair who's all like bedridden and right, right, bald right. and everything. Because that wasn't me either. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more of just like, yeah, my hair was thinning and everything, but like, you know, if I didn't tell anybody, everybody thought I was fine, you know? Right. If everybody, if uh, people just saw me, they couldn't, they wouldn't say like, oh, he looks sick. Right. So, only if I took my hat off. <laughs> you wore a hat a lot. Yeah, I time. did. Yeah, I wore, I, I did, because it's just like, it was getting in the way, and it was <coughs> getting, like, I didn't even get a haircut. Like, I should have probably shaved my head, honestly, did the whole Lex Luthor thing. That would have been a hell of a Halloween costume, but you know, <laughs> but instead, like it, I just kind of let it grow out, and I don't know. These days, I just don't let it get that long anyway. Right. It just brings back memories, kind of. So, right. To me, it's it's just it, the space you see in the mirror starts changing sometimes, and like it was, it gets to you when you see that, but afterwards, you know, after six months, obviously I'm still here. So after like six months of chemotherapy. I was in remission and honestly like post remission can be just as bad as oh, yeah. going through it because then it's just like okay cool you don't have cancer anymore awesome now what you don't like get a reward or anything for it you don't like your money all went to the medical bills right 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 and the rent right you don't really have a lot of any savings anymore yeah and uh, all those thoughts about you know all those things all the problems that you had in your life yeah. You still have those problems. You couldn't really solve them because right. you were getting cancer treatment. So there was like a long period of time where I was just trying to get back on my feet. Mm-hmm. You know, I would be working. 
I would do overtime like crazy. I would be working like 56 hours a week and doing like lift driving late at oh, night, shit. doing like four hours of sleep just so I could try to like recoup some money back or something like that. Oh shit! Uh, so that to to me, I'm just like, geez, maybe I should like ask for more help or something like that during yeah. the the cancer experience. But it's it's again, as I said, I can't really picture myself without having gone through it. Like, you I said you good. made you said you made some changes from pre-cancer to post-cancer well, yeah in terms of just like in your life changes it was kind of just like what type of person do i want to be you want to like eat more healthy or what what do you mean by eat, that? be more healthy be just more comfortable with myself right be more okay with i could be more assertive being more okay with saying no to people if i didn't want to do things as uh-huh. opposed to just being nice don't want to yeah. waste time exactly right. sometimes like, it, it gets too much sometimes i'm just like i get too impatient Right. Because everyone's just like, you have time. And I'm just like, there was a time when I didn't have time. Don't tell me I have time. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, don't yeah. fucking tell me I have time. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I understand why they tell me. I don't have time for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the nicer way for me to have said that yeah. at the time. But okay. I did end up writing sort of a pilot that tied into this experience. It's uh-huh. kind of about, like, a doctor who was going through the cancer experience as well. And you sort of channel some of the experiences, but it's like you can't really do exactly what happened. You can't really – you can only try to capture a little bit of it. Right. But I do think that, like, the experience, even though I wrote that draft, it's still, like, seeping through in other things. I'm right about, I write about trauma. I write about people who are trying to overcome obstacles all the time, like big ones. I talk about just people who feel defeated and everything like that. It's all stuff that I've been through or people I – love and care about i've been through so it's so it's not just superhero stuff right well that's part of why i love superheroes is that like if you think about the greatest superheroes started out in the most painful positions mm-hmm. you have superman who loses his entire family and species in the planet and planet you have batman who gets his parents shot in front of him and all that even dr strange sorry maddie even Doctor Strange gets into a car accident with like a big setback and everything. They all start out pretty fucked up. Born in tragedy, is, right? Yeah, that's a running. Thing. They get forged through the fire. Yeah, and yeah, it's difficult. They go through this long journey. V and V for Vendetta too, and yeah, you can, yeah, you can yeah. go with that. Like all sorts of people. Like there's there's a reason why there's no superhero who's just like was born and is like. Yeah, I got powers. I'm just gonna help people. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the ones that resonate with people are the ones who have been through pain. Like here's here's an example I can bring up to people. Uh, when you look back into like the history of comics and and all that, there you find that there was this changeover, like around the pulp era, where instead of just all like the Hercules and the crime noir and stuff like that, they brought in this other character who was like a mix of like Sherlock Holmes and Dracula. He was very much he, he had all the intellect. He was a detective. He was a crime fighter like Holmes, but he was also a creature of the night sort of thing. Right. Like, like Dracula right. and everything <clears throat> like that. And the character I describe to people, everyone thinks, well, that's Batman. I'm not talking about Batman, though. I'm talking about the Shadow. Right. The Shadow debuted before Batman. He was billionaire playboy Lamont Cranston living in with his butler, Richards. <laughs> yeah. And teamed up with Commissioner Weston to fight villains like... He had a commissioner, too. Like a killer... There's a killer clown named Death's Harlequin. So... In the shadow. Yeah. The very first Batman story was... Batman is ripping off this guy. And there was another character <laughs> who they're going to base movies on who 
His real name was Clark. He lived in the Fortress of Solitude. This is, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. This is Doc Savage. Doc Savage, yeah. Now, so Doc Savage in the Shadow exists. Doc and Savage it, was also called the Man of Bronze. He was the Man of Bronze, exactly. <laughs> like Thank Man you, of yeah. Steel. So, you so have ridiculous. The, you have these two characters, right? Yeah. And you think, okay, well, fuck. Like Superman and Batman totally ripped them off. What the hell? Right. But why is it that there aren't, like, yeah, they're going to make a new Doc Savage thing with a rock, but like. Devil's Advocate, it's the costume. Partially. Okay. I think it's partially the costume. Here's my theory. Uh, what's Doc Savage's origin? He kind of just like gets a bunch of. He was like born and trained since he was a kid, and then he just decides to do good. What's the Shadow's origin? He's just like a pilot who like crash lands, and he discovers like the secret of gem or something like that, and decides, oh, I'm going to fight crime in New York. There's no pain. Right, right, right. That happens with it. There's nothing that people can grab onto. They're just people who did good. Right. You look at Batman. Look at a guy who's seen his parents taken from him. You see a guy who forges himself into a weapon. A guy who trains endlessly. Right. <clears throat> you see, you people relate to that. The, the, one of the kids, I call them kids because right. they were kids at the time, right. that created Superman, his father was killed in a shoplifting oh, incident yeah, in a grocery yeah. store mm-hmm. or something. So there, people like to cite that there was probably this need for justice right in a sense uh they wanted justice in the world so they created this right. type of character that would do this right i mean there's the emotional need for justice but there's also the emotional need <clears throat> to sort of have the characters who meet out this justice be people we relate to or be people who we understand on a deep level batman has resonated for years with people because of his origin story, I think. I don't think if you didn't give if Bill Finger didn't come up with that origin story with Batman, right? Things would be a lot different. I think you resonate even more now after your cancer experience. I think so yeah, yeah. Because now I've had my own sort of origin story. You could say I've had my own like traumas. I think everybody sort of has. You had a rebirth in a sense. Yeah, I think everybody <clears throat> like even even like Arrow had this where they're like you know everybody goes through a crucible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah. has their own like test, their own like experience. Some people die from it, and others come out of it, and they come out stronger from it, and it changes them forever. So I think that's what happened to Bruce Wayne. That's what happened in a way to Clark Kent. That's what it's happened to Matt Murdock. Right, and it happens to people. So your main real life. Well, your main difference is you just don't have time for people. Thanks for making oh. time for this podcast today. <laughs> no, hold on. I'm just giving an example of that. <laughs> I'm just I'm fucking with you. <laughs> No, but like I obviously to change what I ate, I changed workouts. My like I changed. You eat like all life. organic now or what? What's the bin? I'm not one that hardcore. Diet. I'm just more like I. I mean, I dropped like 20 pounds of fat like last year. Okay. Yeah, just through ketosis diet. Uh, ketosis. Right. It's basic. It's essentially like just not doing any carbs. You it's think just, is that really uh, beneficial to like pre- preventing cancer? You think? It's not necessarily, I'm not necessarily going for cancer prevention. It's more of just practical cutting down on body fat sort of thing. Cause, okay. Uh, I've heard of the keto diet. Right. It's not really something that, like, people say you should do for the rest of your life. But it yeah. is something that, like, I could say worked for me. Uh-huh. But as I, as I say, like, everybody and everybody is different. So, like, what worked for me doesn't necessarily work for everybody. There's but. this thing that I read where... Man, we're, we never talked about diets in the Superhouse, but <laughs> fucking fuck it, I'll do it real quick. Doing a new genre of Superhouse. The keto diet is like the caveman diet in the sense where you're not taking any carbs. So where do you get your energy if you're not eating a lot of carbs? You get your energy from 
Animal fat. I just get high. No, uh, yeah. animal fat. Yeah, in a way, like the the fat gives you like fills you up, so you avoid the carbs that end up becoming. Like body I've fat. heard stories of people losing weight on a meat, including bacon, a bacon and cheese diet. Yeah, I can see that. Losing weight because they didn't eat bread. Yeah, it's insane to me. It happens. Yeah, and you wouldn't think so. It's all it's all twisted. <clears throat> like you know, I probably had more butter and peanut butter and cheese right during that period of time that I never had in my life right and you would think like oh what about like wheat bread and brown rice i'm just like there's some have it. there's some switch that your body makes where yeah your body is like okay i can't pull from carbs anymore i have to pull from something else so i'm going to pull right. from from animal fat right well it's also it's pulling from your body fat that's burning it yeah yeah well the 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 the, you know? the meat that you're eating right and it's a main energy source is meat i guess you'd say i guess so there's a whole bunch of dietitians watching this being like, this is all bullshit. Like, what the like, fuck what the are fuck? these? <laughs> go back to comic books, you nerds. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go back to the fucking screenwriting shit. I'm sorry to bring that on. I just, I get interested in shit like that. Yeah, no, no problem. You can edit however you want. <laughs> it's going to be like a five-minute version of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to, like there were a bunch of changes that I've made okay. over time. But it's, okay. to me, it's all been at the benefit of myself. It's, it's almost like you end up, everybody... All those like heroes in the stories, you hear them making like the vow. They're, yeah. Uh, that my vow was just like making my the, me the best verse, best version of myself I could make. Yeah. Now that requires a lot of discipline. It requires a lot of changes. It requires changes of habits, and yeah. you have to be aware of the fact that a lot of people who you know are going to call you out on those changes. Are going to call you out and be like, "Yeah, you're not the same person," and you have to be okay with that and tell them like, "Yeah, well, it's, it's still me. You know, it's not like I'm not." suddenly becoming an assassin or anything like that. Yeah. I'm like becoming morally corrupt. I'm just trying to, in a way, you're trying to shed the fat, not just of your body, but like right. your personality, of your different things, all the things that were holding you back from before. All right. So that's a lot of the stuff that I want to write about are things like that, about like what it actually takes in order to make change. Because we see all these movies where just like, oh, like by the end he's different. I'm just like, you don't change after two hours yeah. or like a single night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a while. It takes a lot of changes to do that and i think people's views on either self-development or like changing themselves or even just like just like relationships and dating and stuff like that is just kind of skewed a bit by hollywood and i kind of would like to like whenever i write stuff try to inject some of like what i've experienced in there to sort of say like well it's not quite as black and white as you guys show it right right thing. right so that's those are those are those are some of the things that i like to touch upon whenever i you know go to the page okay do you, are you good on time? Yeah. Okay, sure. cool. Um, you guys have any questions for Ben? <laughs> I know you guys have been you silent anything as fuck. Else, <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. Uh, oh, did you want to talk shit. about uh, what would your what we talked about earlier? Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. let's uh, we're gonna well, open up to to you guys as well because I let's know have them start, cause whenever we have a guest, it's I know it gets to be just me and the guest, but um, Ben had a great idea. He wanted to talk about if you made a batman movie if you had your druthers what would your druthers be let's say cast any actor any storyline any suit any villain since dc's kind of you know they've had druthers. a checkered past i've got it i'm ready <laughs> it's right. like yeah, so I, got you would rather. I would make a batman beyond movie okay um <laughs> I, I, um uh, who's bruce wayne i would um Bruce Wayne is played by Michael Biehn from Aliens, oh. Corporal Hicks, because he's so gruff. He has that like scar. I just I think it'd be great. Um, That's the Avatar guy, right? 
No, that's Stephen no. Lang. Oh, oh okay. He's, the, he's talking about uh, Kyle Reese, the original Kyle Reese from Terminator. Oh, okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah I would cast him. Um, and then I, th- I would probably change Terry McGinnis's name or something. Or I thought I, I always thought he looked kind of Asian in the show. What's wrong with that? Terry. He no, said he would. Cast oh, okay. That's what he's saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. But um, I would cast uh, The Walking Dead that plays Glenn. I forget him. Steve. Oh, I forget his name. Yeah. yeah. Is he but too I old thought, at this like, point, though, man? I think I need a fucking... is supposed to be 17. You need a teenager, like... man. Yeah. I know it would be cool to have a... Get this, you said teenagers. this could be my movie anyway. All right, yeah, 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 go, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Keep going, keep going. Keep going, sorry, sorry about it. Um, I mean, how many people have we seen play high schoolers that are in their 30s? So <laughs> calm down, y'all. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, keep going, Um, I don't know who I would, like, I don't know who the villain would be. I don't really care. I just think that we're, I just love that show so much. Um, I don't think I would do any Joker stuff. It would all be like references to you would just see stuff in like the Batcave and like, oh shit, I remember that from the comics. Like you just see like a Court of Owls mask or something. You're like, oh, you don't know about that world unless you've read. But it would be uh, like the new character, like the new villains that they set up for that world. But I kind of like do like the first episode where it's like you get Michael Bean and the, like the Batman costume trying to be Batman again. I was just, I don't know that like that, that scene in that show is so great to me of like mm. him just realizing he's too old to be Batman. He needs to find someone new. So right. that would be the bad. If someone was like, Hey, make a Batman movie. I'd be like, all right, well we're making Batman beyond. Sweet. There because, was a like, script. I just want to set it far in the future. I want it to look sort of like, like blade run, like blade yeah. runner. Yeah. Just yeah. like kind of grittier than like what the cartoon is kind of like bright. And there's like lots of purples and stuff. Um, but we, we all saw what happened when Batman got a little colorful, so let's not do that. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, but that would be like, that's what I'd want. That would be my cast. I'd like, I'd, I mean, just off the top of my head. And I thought about this like for a while, like when I was in <laughs> Chicago working at a, the record store, I would just think about, they're like, well, what movie? Like Batman movie. And I was like, Batman Beyond. That's what I do. Yep. All right. I think Rocksteady should make that video game. Like right now. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my Batman movie. All right. Looking forward to see Manic Show. Nice. <laughs> Stefan, I feel movie. like you got one, man. I'm going to need all yeah. y'all involved in this one to make that shit happen. So. My, my Batman movie would, would have been made sometime between Forever and Batman and Robin. Oh. And it would be, it would star David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> Willem Dafoe as the Joker. Um, what's her face? Lisa Bonet would have been Catwoman, and Dylan McDermott would have been Two Face. Oh wow! And it would have been just right in an era where where people still get like the VHS version, and it would just be like <laughs> it would basically be the Dark Knight, but it would be more like ham-fisted noir, uh, um, like super dramatic. Just so you know, you look at it at this day and age, and you look back, and you're like, "Man, what a fucking crazy like Manhunter style um, Batman movie!" And it's all it'll be all sexy and like it'll just be pushing like the PG thirteen. Like they get one fuck in there, and nice. Lisa Bonet is like extra sultry, and it's like you know like pre uh, like you know like thing, there's a lot more sexism in it and stuff. I guess like a lot more like kind of like. <laughs> Um, acceptable sexist kind of like innuendo kind of stuff like it'll just be totally wrong but somehow like this so right 
That's my bad. You you're, saying you you you're saying you want to make Batman great again. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> it's called like Batman Redemption or Batman okay. Night Streets or something like <laughs> Steamy Steamy Sexy Batman. Okay. And Willem Dafoe. And they're all a little bit younger. So Dude, Willem that's Dafoe my is Joker. Still the casting yeah. that should have happened that is never going to happen. Yeah, totally. Unless they really do the Jason Todd Joker thing. Yeah, but Defoe's already in Justice League. Unless like this is the oh, biggest that's secret. right. That's he's right. already Aquaman. So unless they that's, change, I forgot that. about that. Yeah, fuck. I'm just like fuck. Because like when he was first announced, he's gonna be in Justice League. I'm just like, oh shit, is he gonna be? And is this like, gonna be real, dude? And then I'm just like, wait a minute, no, Jared Leto's the Joker. Never mind. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. gonna be William Defoe. I kind of do hope they do the Jason Todd thing because not only is that like a good evolution into that character because you always get Jason Todd as like Hush or um, the Red Hood or, or right. however those storylines have unfolded. But it'd be kind of cool if he's the Joker, because then also, you know, like it's it's you know like it seems like a an appropriate evolution of character. But then also, you could have another Joker come in and be like, oh yeah, I fucking made him like that, and he's all fucked up. So if nobody likes him, he's easily disposable. So it's like a win-win either way. <laughs> yeah, it could work. The <laughs> fans could have fixed this one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Johnson or James, you got one at all? Uh, James, you can go. <laughs> Fuck that Batman shit, bro. No, I just I didn't know I had to prepare something. No, it's all good. <laughs> just off the top of your head, who's your Bruce Wayne? Who me or James? Mark, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> James. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. No, yeah, I was saying you, Matt. I'm no, Batman, bro. guys. Why not? <laughs> We're gonna get out of this, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. You don't. Do you have one, James, or no? I don't really have any actors, but like, <laughs> uh, stemming from what Maddie was saying, like with Batman Beyond, I definitely still feel like the best iteration of them of Batman has been from the animated series. Mm -hmm. So I definitely like to see something like, you know, where he's actually a detective. As yeah. well, since most of these films, absolutely, it like just kind of deals more a bit with like the like actually not even really too much of the differences between Batman and Bruce Wayne. Like mm -hmm. you get some scenes and stuff like that, but there's never even really him doing a detective work. I think in The Dark Knight, there's that one scene about finding yeah, the bullet mm -hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something, yeah, that once again kind of goes more into his psyche and things like that just maybe it could be a story about like hush or something like that where it's not a more well-known villain or a more outlandish villain but just someone like uh the long halloween too like how that ended up being no, like a uh like just a mob boss uh like serial killer or something i forget it's been a while since i right. read that but no no is it, it is it is the mob boss serial killer type thing holiday yeah everything, right yeah yeah but it's like especially lately too with what uh War brothers has been doing the films it's just getting more bigger and outlandish like even with the villains and stuff like that like i haven't seen suicide squad but i even know how like that version of joker acted we don't know film. much though because he was in it for like five minutes right yeah it was fucking stupid yeah <laughs> But didn't that film also end with, like, two giant monsters fighting? Yeah, what's his name? 
Diablo. Diablo yes. and uh, some other guy. They, dude, it was fucking. Like, <laughs> that shit was dumb as fuck. Man. So it's like, you know, awesome. yeah, goth. I would do. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was Court of Owls. Mm. Okay. Uh, it would be a new villain, new villains. Right. Uh, really, uh, I, th I feel like they would be long segments of no dialogue and him just sneaking around in the dark. Well, yeah, the him trapped in that yeah, prison thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like that to be like a long segment mm -hmm. and a, just full of action. And it's it's not him versus henchmen, too, you know? It would be different in that way. Right, the Talons. Yeah. Right. And Talon would be a cool new villain. Um, <clears throat> I like how... What's his name that wrote that originally? Uh, Scott Snyder. Snyder. He yeah. was he was on Fat Man on Batman, and he said that uh, the very fact that the Court of Owls has existed in Gotham for so long, right. and and Bruce Wayne doesn't know anything about that, right. and he considers himself to to know Gotham inside and out, because mm -hmm. he's grown up. He is the city. He is Gotham. Right. You know, uh, that in and of itself is scary to him. Mm -hmm. And he's supposed to be a master of disguise and right. deception and all this shit, but he couldn't see these guys. Yeah, how, how did I see this? Yeah, and it's like a magician seeing another magician. You know the tricks, mm -hmm. but he doesn't know these guys' tricks. Definitely. That would be awesome. If they went classic villain, I would say Mr. Freeze and do the fucking animated series based on that one. Right, Heart of Ice. Heart of Ice. Mm -hmm. uh, make Mr. Freeze, you know, likable. <laughs> you know, pit, not, not maybe not likable, but you know, like Arnold? sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, do that. Absolutely. Who's your Bruce Wayne? <sighs> you know what, dude? I don't even fucking know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking of the fucking basic storyline okay. here. <laughs> I mean, you asked the other guys. We had. I know, I know. I, I wish I had a good answer, man. Um, <laughs> we got David Duchovny. We got Michael Biehn. I wouldn't got... even say David Duchovny. Somebody. I mean, hell, you know, Ben Affleck, fuck it. Just make it part of this current universe. But if, if we're thinking yeah. dream casting here. Right. God, dude. I can't, I can't even. I have no yeah. idea. I wish I could. Marlon Brando. All right. I, I wish I could. I wish I could <laughs> cast Mr. Freeze, too, but. Ah, I got Just nothing. Just think it's a random bald guy. Doesn't have to be bald. You can shave. <laughs> That's true. Right, fucking Brian Cranston. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Brian Cranston. Yeah, Brian Cranston play Mr. Freeze. Do a Batman <laughs> movie where Brian Cranston plays every role. Holy <laughs> oh, shit. Alfred talking to Bruce. <laughs> Dude. Classic. I've got to cook. <laughs> it's true, he's got to cook. Oh, that, actually, that'd be cool. Cranston is free. Cranston is Mr. Freeze. I can see that. I told Ben this before, but uh, my, the, the episode that stuck with me the most as a kid from the oh, 90s uh, cartoon was the... Was the um, Clayface episode. No, that'd be a great Clayface. movie. I'd yeah, love, I'd love yeah. I've always Clay, wanted that, to that, see the way that they made that. Clayface, the way he got in too deep with the with the sharks, you know, right. like he they poured the goop on him as mm -hmm. a kid. That that was like the most tragic thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> it's traumatic. It, is a... <laughs> it stuck with me since then, dude. And I could see that as well. That'd yeah. be cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Lord Deathman, dude. Let's do that. Lord. That would be unique. Do you guys know Lord Deathman? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that Grant Morrison? Uh... Well, he brought him back, but Lord Deathman started oh, out okay. like, way back. Like, Lord Deathman was created by the guy that 
the Japanese guy that wrote Batman, mm-hmm. uh, which is in a collection now called right. Batmanga. I do think it'd be cool if there was a bit of a Batman R.I.P. adaptation just to see Ooh, Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan as Dr. Simon Hurt. Okay. Just because Simon, because remember Simon Hurt, you might not remember this, he poses as Thomas Wayne. Uh, I vaguely remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then who has played Thomas Wayne, who's now playing a really popular bad guy? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, like, how cool would that kind of be for him to go up against Affleck, I think? I'm not yeah, saying that's that my dream badass. one. I'm just saying I... that could be a cool thing in the DCEU. Uh, for me, something that's always kind of been in my head, uh, we would have to go back to 2012 and do a follow-up to Dark Knight that's a little different from Dark Knight Rises. So this would be Christian Bale. And the reason why is because we've seen his origin. We saw him after the aftermath of his parents. We've With seen Joker. the training. We've seen him go up against Joker. We've seen him at the end of Dark Knight. You know, he had his faith in Harvey Dent. And yeah, 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 yeah. Harvey Dent dies he goes off is now known as the villain and everything like that here's how i would follow up on on that now this is a bit of a smaller movie than dark knight or dark knight rises but you start out with a batman who's very obsessed with still being batman he's not really much of bruce wayne and then you have him visit the circus you know where this is going oh yeah 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 yeah. and he sees the trapeze artist fall here's where it it falls in line that it has to be in the contract. Then 45-year-old Chris O'Donnell shows up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So there's this kid remaining, right? Yeah. And Shia how cool LaBeouf. is it? Yeah, no. Not no, no, fuck yeah. How cool is it if you get to see Christian Bale go up to this kid and drape a coat around him and say, don't be afraid. Right, right. That would be like sweet. Back to Batman Chills. And then you right bring now. in... <laughs> yeah. And then he brings that Erection. kid. Right yeah. now. He brings in that kid... Michael Caine's Alfred, and you have Dick Grayson being like, "Ah, oh, man, like I could have, like I saw the guy cut out the ropes. I should have said something." And Alfred does the whole like, you know, it wasn't what you did; it was him and him alone. Right. And here's another thing that I wish I should have said to a boy in your position years ago: you will never be alone. Right. And you basically get to see that this version of Batman, who's obsessed with being Batman, now he has to be Bruce Wayne. Right. He has oh, to yeah, take yeah, in yeah. this kid who has gone through similar traumas as him, and he doesn't know how to raise a kid. He doesn't know anything, but he can train him. He's been trained, yeah. so he takes him under his wing. Uh, maybe the kid's scared at first when he first sees the bat suit, so he has to take off the mask and everything. And then he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you overcome your pain, and I'm gonna help you get what I didn't get, which is to bring the killer of your parents to justice." Because I was robbed of that, remember? Shit, yeah. yeah. This is good shit. So he God tells him all, all the same stuff as <laughs> all the same stuff as Rosal Ghoul, you know, criminals are not complicated. Everything like yeah. that. You here's yeah. how you here's how you become invisible, here's how you fight six hundred men and all yeah. that stuff. In the meantime, when we have in terms of villains, uh Maroni's dead. Falcone uh-huh. is in Arkham. So Oswald Cobblepot's taken over. Oh shit. He's okay. the penguin. Yeah. He has these henchmen who yeah. have all they have all these henchmen have, like, imagine them having these, like, helmet, like, bird masks. Beak kind helmets. Of, yeah, kind of like uh, in the Telltale games, right? Uh-huh. So he has to go up against Penguin. Penguin's taking over the city and everything like that. And Batman goes out and goes to stop them. And Dick Grayson's like, I feel like I'm ready. And Alfred tries to stop him, and Dick Grayson goes out. He goes out and just kind of like a circus acrobat uniform. He knocks out one of the guys. And Penguin's radio comes on. He's just like, you know, come in, you know come in what's going on and the grayson takes the mask and he dons the bird mask oh and he and he says hey penguin it's another bird 
It's oh, a Robin. That's cool. Yeah. And so it ties into there. And uh, if now these movies didn't just have one villain, they had multiple yeah. villains. So this is where I bring in Waylon Jones. This is where okay. I bring in Killer Croc. He's not a guy who works for Penguin. He's not the guy who kills Grayson's parents. He's the guy who's also at Haley's Circus. Uh-huh. This is the origin of Killer Croc, just as the origin of Robin. But Robin goes one way. Killer Croc's in the freak show? He's already Croc. Yeah. Uh-huh. Killer Croc goes... He's just called Croc. Uh-huh. He's, to Dick Grayson, he's Mr. Jones. The Croc Man. Yeah. Visit the freak he's show. He's Mr. Jones. Yeah. Right. To, to Dick Grayson. And he sees the death of the Graysons, and he's just like, these mobster motherfuckers uh-huh. keep coming in, and I want to protect us. And so yeah. this is the origin of Killer Croc when he gathers all of them together, and he's going up against Penguin. And so... To like you know, Batman had his Two Face. Robin has Killer Croc as a right. former friend who's now like a villain, and everything like that. So you develop these characters where like Batman learns to become more like Bruce Wayne. He adopts this kid. This right. kid gets to become the hero that he's always wanted to be. Killer Croc goes from being just some freak show at a circus to actually like being the villain that we know he is. And then Penguin basically goes from being at the top of the Empire to getting completely destroyed by this dynamic duo, not knowing, like, who the fuck is this Robin and everything like that. And at the end, there's, like, legends and stuff. They're just like, there's more than one of them. Right. It's not just Batman anymore. There's something else out there. How many Batman are there? And suddenly, like, you see, like, the Robin adds to the legend of the Batman. And, it, uh, and he becomes the legend that Ra's al Ghul promised and it's he would. Di- it's obviously Dick di- Grayson. This, this, this is the original. So this is it's a kid think, actor. It's like a yeah. twelve. So if you think about it, I'm kind of doing a serious version of what Lego movie, Batman movies kind of do. Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. kind of a more grounded take yeah, on what Batman Forever was trying to do. But this shit. is, I, I mean, I I can. But the thing is, like, that's a dead continuity now. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like uh. I can't really like, but like, just imagine all the callbacks you could do to begin. Just, just re- sell it as the Batman to Affleck and be like, just do a flashback <laughs> movie, dumbass. <laughs> do the whole tell the the Robin story right, and then right. correct all this shit. Yeah. So when they go back to the next Batman movie, they can do whatever the fuck they want. What's crazy about this too is is that they could do a prequel Batman movie without Affleck Batman too. They could do a young looking Affleck, Casey Affleck. I don't know, but. I mean, uh, did you see the CGI on yeah, Carrie Fisher in Rogue One? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't yeah, know if they want to do that. Yeah. But they could They could do like Should a... Should get Robert Downey Jr. Prequel. to play a young Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> good. I mean... Yeah, man. I, that's I, a I good think... one, though. Fuck. Thanks. Um, yeah, that's, that's good shit. It would be, yeah, it would be my sort of adaptation of Robin's Reckoning, Dark Victory, like all the different classic like Batman and Robin stories. And you would be like, okay, you know, everyone sees Robin as a joke. Here's why he's significant. Because he gives Batman family a family that he lost and you realize this is not about like a guy who loses everything and just has darkness for the rest of his life it's about about a guy who rebuilds and helps a kid rebuild and together they can become what they're destined to be that would legitimize it yeah yeah yes can't write it though because like christian bale's done with batman you could write it i know but it it doesn't fit with rises now not well yeah (laughs) i had a friend at the time when dark knight rises came out he was he said that he kind of wished that uh even by the time uh christian bell comes back from from the pit uh his legs still fucked up this is his version of the story it's all pretty much the same until this point he comes back uh justin gordon levitt has is, is too smart he's figured out where the bat cave is he's stolen the suit he's oh, okay, yeah. he starts Maybe the Very cape, cool. he doesn't have the cape on, but he has the suit. It kind of reminds him. Oh, I see. What it could be a Batman Beyond yeah. type of thing. Who knows? Right. 
and maybe he's he's kind of just street fighting in the Batman suit. He doesn't have the martial arts, right? Or maybe he does. I don't know. But anyway, by the time he Christian Bale comes back, a Batman's already there. Right. It's kind of saving the kind city. Of like a I would have pulled the whole concept too. Exactly, mm-hmm. and the mantle's already passed, and uh, Christian Bale starts saving people as Bruce Wayne as mm-hmm. much as he can. Right. And he's like, "Holy shit!" His internal monologue, anyways, like. This motherfucker stole my suit, <laughs> but at least he's doing good shit with right. it. You know what I mean? That yeah, I, I thought would be, would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if we're going to talk about alternative like Dark Knight Rises, to me, if Heath Ledger was still alive and they brought in Joker, oh. how would you do that? Like, how would you bring him in without like doing a repeat? And I often make, wonder if that was to, the original plan. Would... Like to me, my idea is you yeah. don't do the pit. You have Bane throw Bruce into Arkham. Instead. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, and the only yeah. guy who can help get him out is Mister. Yes, that's what I Joker, told him. Because Joker been. doesn't want anyone else destroying Batman. Only he can destroy be, Batman. That would be awesome. So man. I'm just like, I'm gonna help you get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been the greatest. And Bruce is surrounded by all the so people good. that he put in there. Yeah. And he has to climb instead of climbing the pit. He's guys, he just has to break out of Arkham. Yeah. And his only ally is the guy who completely ruined his life in the last movie. That would be yeah. amazing, man. Because That's the Joker wants to save Batman for himself. Yeah. Too. So it's completely selfish. He's just like, I only want you to stop Bane so that I get to kill you it's later. It's like, these amateurs, right. you guys don't get, you don't get the bat. You get anybody right. else but him. So that's like, because I'm just like, it's tricky if you brought back that Joker. Yeah. It's just like, he took takes, takes over so much, you know? Yeah. So you can't just have him be the villain again. Yeah. But you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt like, shares a resemblance with Heath Ledger. Have him instead. If you look at those two guys. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. That's what I always thought. Like, just slide Joseph Gordon-Levitt in there, like four years later, and do, like a dark lit scene in the in a cell in Arkham or something. Yeah. Do a Joker impression. Yeah. So that's that's another possibility yeah. that could have. Gone. That's but only obviously. That's, that's a yeah. That's that's good. I'm actually getting a little sad, thinking about how good those movies were compared to what we're getting now. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know. But, but Aquaman might be good. Wonder Woman's looking good. Who you know, knew it would be in a world where we're just like, I don't know, Aquaman might be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But the, the Mad, they got the Mad Max stunt team rehearsing in Australia right now. I guess so. But if the main thing is just like the main draw is like the stunt team from Mad Max no, is doing it. No, for sure. Know. But at least we might get awesome stunts. <laughs> I don't know. You're right, though. You're right. right. How are they Blanc. going to handle the scenes underwater with I him hope, talking to me yeah, and Atlantis and that. all this? Are they going to be swimming the or walking underwater? Is, like, what's this is nice. Right. I don't know. Palpable we'll just have to see, but... sense of darkness, dread <laughs> under the water. You know, because dark. James, they were talking about there's like, well, there was there was our uh, like articles were talking about um, how James Wan was going to take like some of his horror uh, sensibilities uh, in his approach with this character in some way. I can see that. Like you don't know, you don't know what's down there in the water. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool because yeah, the, the ocean terrifies me. You have this, do. you have this dude who's so at home with that. You know, like what right. kind of person is it that is so at home, like in the darkness amongst like giants that would otherwise kill him if it wasn't the whatever. He said it was going to be like swashbuckling high adventure and that kind of. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. that was... Who can tell with these guys anymore? I like the horror aspect more than the swashbuckling thing, but you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. Be like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like that just sounds like they're on boats the whole time. Whereas I'd like to, 
you know, be underwater a good no, part of this it's movie. It's got to be underwater stuff. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. See. but when's that movie coming out? Twenty nineteen? Who gives a 20, shit? 20, so. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing right now? No, <laughs> We're waiting on Wonder Woman, basically. Pretty much. Uh, no, well, I'm we'll waiting see. on Logan. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that look that does look good. Com- comes out March third. That's the first one. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you're right. People so keep cute. saying there's a mm-hmm. there's too many superhero movies, but here we are. We can't. We, just, we don't even know when the next one. Is. We can't wait for the next one to come out. Like <laughs> it's mean, been too I, long. I mean, goddamn it! I mean, the thing is, I'll see all of these. I've been waiting for this shit ever since I picked up my first comic. Yeah, right, right. You know, right. I've been waiting to see these characters move or like do half the shit they're doing that I could like imagine them the, doing in the comics and shit. So we're in the gold. I mean, age. I will see every comic book movie that comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's not a thing. I'm just you know. When we were talking about Mad Max, like, yeah, I want to see more Mad Max movies more than I'd want to see, like, George Miller take on another comic book movie. Right. I mean, I, I would have loved to have seen his Justice League. I think that shit if it was a super pro movie. A what? <laughs> super pro? Don't know super pro? He's like an NFL licensed uh, oh, yeah, yeah, a super pro directed about. by George Miller. I don't know. That was the first character that came to mind. <laughs> that's, that sounds no. pretty terrible stuff. No, <laughs> Comical. Yeah, it sounds super pro in US one. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy. US one. US one. Fuck. From the, the actor, 90s, the director man. of Mad Max, here comes Super Pro. Yeah. Worse than Max Steel is what it sounds like. NFL film music. Well, anyway, Ben, is that pretty much it? That's pretty much all I've got. Do you guys have anything else for me? I guess if, is that it, guys? Who's yeah. <laughs> your least favorite Batman universe character? Huh, that's a good question. Least favorite. Crazy I could do quote? away with them. Mm. <laughs> like, there's stuff like Crazy Quote where I'm just like, I don't even like, I don't even know you exist half the time. So yeah, like, I don't yeah. really give a shit. Yeah. Um. It's fucking crazy. If I'm, if I'm gonna you go, tend to forget. You tend to forget the shitty characters. Yeah, so yeah. let's let's forget like the shitty character. Let's go with like a lister type characters. People who like you, other Batman character, other like Batman fans at least know. Maybe not the yeah. person on the street. Yeah, but other common Batman fans know. Um, honestly, hush. Really? Yeah, so... I'm just not a fan. I just think that he's he like the whole everybody does the whole like I want to break what? Batman type of thing. And Hugo Strange was the first. Then you had Bane. You know, Simon right. Hurt did it later. Like, it's just like, okay. And then just like, wait, now we have retroactive continuity. There's like a childhood friend of his who like hates him for some reason because he wouldn't kill his, his dad didn't kill his parents. Right, right, his right. parents died. Like, that's weird. And then like, I don't know why he's like, yeah, they try to explain why he's called Hush, but I don't know why that ties into like the bandages on his face and things like yeah, it's just, right. there's, there's yeah. all this like disconnect I mean, like, you, can, you know you can and, buy a balaclava <laughs> yeah I, I, so to me I'm just like okay like if I want a mad scientist I'll go with Dr. Hugo Strange if I want a guy who wants to break Batman it's Bane if I want a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne who becomes a villain they already did that with Black Mask so I'm like there's nothing right. about this character that attaches me to it and this is coming from a guy I almost wrote Tommy Elliot into my I wrote a I, we talked a little bit about me doing a Gotham spec I yeah. almost wrote him in because I just like I just wanted some flavor but i only wrote him in by default because he would already on the show and because he's established as like a childhood friend of bruce wayne's but i didn't actually want to put him in there and i ended up cutting him anyway because he only had one scene but yeah to me i honestly think 
they should have just said fuck the whole Red Hood thing and just made Hush Jason Todd in that thing because like it was leading towards that it's yeah. a better twist than just the childhood friend and you can twist like it's weird to me that Jason Todd's like I'm gonna be the Red Hood the former identity of the guy who killed me like what if he's called Hush because Joker saying Hush little baby don't sing a word when he was killing him and yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. like that would be cool nice. and the reason why he's got the bandages is because like he was burnt in the bombing and shit like that like uh, you can explain all this stuff like yeah Jason Todd as Hush makes way more sense than like a Tommy. They don't use Hush a whole lot outside of the original Hush story. I mean, there's right? House of Hush or Heart of Hush or something like that where he like cuts out Catwoman's heart. I don't know. Yeah. Paul Dini was trying to like redeem the character in my opinion, but uh-huh. like it's to me, it's it's just like eh, like there's enough mad scientist characters. Have you yeah. listened to Paul Dini shit on Batman on Batman? Yeah, and I've read it's his incredible. I, man. I also read his comic recently oh that that one dark about knight. him yeah, yeah it yeah. is is fantastic is it yeah, yeah that sounds good no, it's, it's dark knight spelled n-i-g-h-t n-i-g-h-t about the night yeah. that he got mugged and like yeah. how he recovered from it and how he had to pick himself up and he on how the like, actual comic book writer paul dini got yeah. mugged yeah and how also like he thinks of like the batman villains as like all his different insecurities right and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. either, either related to it, that but... or to mental disorders. Obviously, right. Two Face being schizophrenia being the most obvious one. Well, I mean, he relates it to his own stuff. Yeah. Like Two Face, like Paul Dini doesn't know schizophrenia, but he relates Two Face as just like being very like like decisions that he's made or uh-huh. being undecisive and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, okay, that's why the Rogues Gallery, like, so it's such an appeal to people is because yeah. it, it hits on all that. Right. You know, so it's it's a fantastic book. It's one that I think a lot of writers can relate to as well because he's always like under deadline and he's trying to figure out and sometimes his characters talk to him and sometimes the characters don't talk to him and he doesn't know what to write about paul dini goes on just to promote this the podcast too this other podcast fat man on batman he goes on there starts talking about him writing for the 90s show and just starts crying in front of kevin smith yeah. kevin smith cries all the time himself so <laughs> yeah. it's just two dudes crying well, that's the weed for <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this guy paul dini is a fucking true blue fucking he is the batman fan he is mm-hmm. it comes off like re, like this guy is genuine as fuck of course yeah but he wow. he cemented himself as one of <clears throat> the best of the writers and he went through his own little crucible thing, just like what I was talking about. Earlier. Right. And I think that's formed who he is today, and that's that's part of something that he's overcome. It's something that he thankfully was able to overcome to the point that he was able to write about it later. And he was like killed people. at gunpoint or something. He was that he was nearly killed. Okay. Well, he was held at gunpoint after they beat him. Nearly. Oh shit! Him. Okay, yeah. I didn't know about that part. So right. definitely check it out. Okay. And uh, let me know what you think. All right. Cool. Cool. I guess that's gonna do it for. Our senior Batman correspondent, Ben Juan. <laughs> Thanks for coming on again. You are officially our most uh, uh, frequent guest. Oh, yeah, so far. Yes. We'll see. Thank we'll you. see what happens next time I come on. All right, so. Thanks, Ben. If you guys could just talk Thanks, to guys. My... Yes, thank you. Uh, just talk amongst yourselves for a second. I'm going to just see Ben out. And we will make the transition. That dang old superhero podcast, dang old can't on watch. Listen to every episode, man. God dang old, do that episode 48, dang, man.